came back around and decided to listen to another episode of the one ounce pour it's season two episode who the fuck knows knows? (laughs) but the exciting part about today's episode is that we have katie coming to you uh i was gonna say live but we're not live and unbeknownst to katie i actually edit this show so (laughs) (laughs) you know she's like oh long time listener first time caller do you edit your show? <laughs> huh? Buddy, you edit any of this garbage down to something that's, you know, actually listenable? I think the only episode Katie's listened to was our first episode where you could hear people like banging on the table and breathing really heavy into the mic and it, it was great. Oh, so You're you're being nice. I did not listen to any. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've listened to snippets while bailey listens to it the honesty is what we need to make sure we cultivate in this episode today because uh i don't want any lies between us at all like for instance here's a lie um i've been texting like band suggestions and like how you bins to the wrong number because katie gave me the wrong phone number and decided now was a good time to give me the correct phone number well done, Katie. Okay. Wow. Well, I have the wrong number for you because I definitely texted some random person a photo of a Vespa, and then in all caps, <laughs> did I buy this? Oh, I just never what? Dude, if <laughs> oh I get God. that text message from some random number, I'm like, yes, that, yes, you should. You know what? Just so that everybody knows, if you're trying to decide if you should buy a Vespa, the answer is yes. You should always buy a Vespa. Make, yeah. make your life great with a Vespa. Uh, this show is not sponsored by Vespa, but it should be. We should tag Vespa in this. We should have a lot of sponsors, Drew, but we unfortunately we, have none. we don't. We have none. Anyway, this welcome episode to the is one brought to you sport. by OnlyFans. <laughs> Gross. Stop that. <laughs> and uh, to start the show off, like usual, raise your ounce, chin chin. I don't know what that means, but I'm going to sip my little... It means just drink your drink. <laughs> I got a tequila lemonade. I, li- I like her on the show. We need to have her back. I know. Well... <laughs> The problem, I think, is going to be that Katie's going to outwit us and make us look really stupid, and people are going to be like, oh, you know what? We should listen to Katie's podcast. And then <laughs> she's just going to scoop one. up all my <laughs> listeners, including my grandma, and <laughs> they're just going to listen to Katie's podcast, which will be great. I'll listen to it. Unlike you not listening to me, I will listen to you. I promise. You never listen yeah. to my old podcast, Drew. Oh, did I tell you, you know, just to kick this off, first off. <laughs> I didn't. I did. I know you did. I did, and I immediately hit the unsubscribe button. I'll fuck (laughs) you. (laughs) Well, I mean, like I said, we're going to cultivate honesty in this show. Um, Speaking of cultivating honesty, Katie, did I go all the way to Portland from Salt Lake City to see your your band play? You did, and it was the best surprise. I did. I did. I mean, I I knew you were coming, but seeing you, like, as we... We were loading out. I was just like, it was wonderful. It was wonderful. I was still kind of hesitant to see you because, again, I've been texting somebody. (laughs) 
<laughs> just ghosting you. I had been ghosting you for I'm years. I'm like, wow, Katie is just not interested in talking to me at all. This is this is dark. And some poor random is like, who the fuck keeps texting me? They're probably really excited. I was giving them really good band suggestions. Like I'd hear a group and I'd be like, man, yeah. I feel like Katie would really like this. And I Aww. spam your husband so much with, with like metal where he's like, I don't want this anymore. I think he actually did text me like, stop, unsubscribe. I don't want that. So I was like, oh, I'll move on to like his that. wife. Here you go, Katie. Here's a bunch of... <laughs> When Drew would do that to me, I'd just be like, yeah, fuck that. You're going to keep getting it, buddy. Oh, man. (laughs) But that segues perfectly into uh, not that conversation. Uh, (laughs) I actually did get to go see Katie play in a rock band in Portland, and it was phenomenal. Katie is amazing. She plays the bass, and she plays it phenomenally. And I don't mean to make this, like, um, too weird. But you know me. I'm going to make it weird. You're not like a very flamboyant human being. No. Right? I mean, I feel like I I kind of am. And Mm -hmm. you're kind of more on the, I'm not super flamboyant. You're really funny and witty and stuff. But when you got up on stage, I was like, holy shit. That was amazing. You were like, boom. Bigger than life up there. It was so cool to see. And I know I I say this every once in a while on the show. You don't know this, Katie, because you don't listen to the show. But every once in a while, I'll say, like, you know, it's it's interesting when friends invite you to do stuff or to see them do their activity, and you have to kind of pretend. And you're like, oh, that, that was neat. Not the case with Katie at all. Like, it was so cool. I mean, I was, like, wagging my tail, super excited. I was Aww. the groupie up front taking all the pictures. Uh, it was so cool to see you guys play. Did you have a tail, like... George Alexander in uh, oh, gross. Shallow House. Don't mention that. <laughs> that gave me nightmares. That wasn't supposed to be a horror movie, but that <laughs> turned into one. What were you going to say, Katie? I'm so sorry. Oh, you're good. I heard my best friend like put you in a headlock during that show, and she was so embarrassed about it. <laughs> Your best friend put me in a headlock? Or like a jujitsu move. Oh, um, no, no, no. Yeah. She was from the coast, right? And she did jujitsu. I asked her to do that. I was so stoked. It was like meeting all these cool new people. And she was like, oh, yeah, I do jujitsu. And I was like, no way. Like, you got to yeah. show me a cool move. And she did. And I was like, hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. She was like, uh-oh. I Nobody should ever weird. be like, embarrassed no. around me. I'm the most embarrassing human. I just like vacuum everybody else's embarrassment out. It's all good. <laughs> Well, now you need to tell her to listen because we just gave her a cool shout out right there. Mm-hmm. So I will. Yeah, yeah. don't you mess with ask her. her I know. Well, give me your contact. Like you need more women. I, that's why I wanted to be on the show. I was like, has it just been Drew's sister so far? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Has it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because you shot down my guest idea, so yes, it has. Yeah, we don't need your guests, Tom. Um, it has. It has been more difficult. I. It's not that I don't have female friends. I just don't have female yeah. friends that are willing to spend an hour talking to me and Tom. That's that's fair. I think mm-hmm. Tom's yeah. deterring people. I don't know. Probably. <laughs> so, I don't want to make your hobby about music unless you want it to oh, you're be. Good. But Whatever. Katie, mm-hmm. what's your hobby? I have a few. Okay. Okay. Why don't you pick one? <laughs> oh good you have a few yeah i'd say my few are art is my longest one and then 
music, second longest, playing bass, although I started with flute. D&D is my most recent one. Mm. Nice. So those are my kind of three. And all of them I feel like I have interesting relationships with because I feel like they all started with trying to connect with other people. Ooh, Um, that's awesome because that's how a lot of my hobbies have started. Oh, interesting. So start off maybe with music. How did you get into music to connect with somebody? Yeah, so my dad was a guitarist in a band in Orlando. What was it called? Hokum. My uncle was also in the band. He was the drummer. My dad was the rhythm guitarist. And my brother was really musically talented and uh, learned how to play drums and was kind of a prodigy. Really? Not not prodigy, but he was just very gifted. He was, okay. At it. And so I won, I wanted to like participate and my dad played guitar. My brother played drums. So I decided to play bass when I was 13 and I taught myself out of a little book. Now, was this pre or yeah. post the flute? This was post the flute by like a couple years. And what, yeah. what led to the transition? I thought the flute was in now. Well, at the time, there were no flutes in jazz band. Oh, and I wanted ah. more music. So I wanted to join the cool jazz band and also be cool in rock and roll. And I loved Nirvana. And there's no flute in Nirvana. My crush played guitar. So obviously, I had to play bass to get closer to him, which oh, I did. Ah. And I ended up dating him eventually. Ooh. Nice. Although he did fire me for a guy. So. Oh, Ouch. man. Fire What's, me as a bassist. What was his name? His name's Oliver. Oliver. You know what? Fuck you, Oliver. You missed out on a great bassist. <laughs> unless, uh, unless that band went on to be uh, Bring Me the Horizon, then that what? would kind of... Bring me... What is that? <laughs> Seriously? You don't know Ollie Sykes? Bring Me the Horizon. His name is Oliver Sykes. No. Hmm. That's right about our age. Hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. That's why... I'm going to look up that band. If they suck, I'm going to rub it in your face so hard. You got to choose the right album they're like sound different on every album holiday. oh okay cool cool so, so you got in the no that's not this guy oh you got out of the he's flute. now ungoogleable <laughs> you got into the <laughs> you got into the base oh and then did you stick with it for a while what was the what was the story there um yeah i played in jazz band in middle school and then in high school i played in jazz band and i joined a um a swing and big band that was most nice yes um it was like some high schoolers and then mostly retirees on the coast (laughs) so that is awesome this was a group that fucks for sure yeah (laughs) Yeah, we were playing every thursday night to a group of geriatrics yes who were waltzing and dancing (laughs) to the to the you know music of their youth hmm you yeah. gotta you gotta mark off your community service hours with that. No, oh. no, I should have, but it was yeah. good on my resume. Yeah, but no, I did it because my friend was uh, the trumpet player for them, so I just kind of went along with it and hung out. Nobody you were trying to date in that that group. So, how many Big Bad Voodoo Daddy covers did you play? <sighs> um, none because that's way too recent. Wow. Uh, it was more Glenn Miller and, oh. you know, actual swing music. Yeah. Like <laughs> 90s revival. I didn't know music. if the uh, high schoolers were like, we're playing this and we're playing it now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I definitely listened to some of that because I liked, I liked 
that music for a while. But uh, no, what is that called? Uh, off Vieter, not Off Vieter Sane, but Guada. I can't remember now. I don't even know where you're going with it. So no idea. Vieter Sane, Off Vieter Sane. Anyway, doesn't matter. Hey, fair enough. Nice. Yeah. So you left flute. You joined mm-hmm. a jazz group. You joined another jazz group. You joined a big band group. Yeah. Oh, I also played in pit orchestras for local community theater. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So you so were nothing cool. You were a you were a gal about the town with this bass, huh? Oh yeah. Were you yeah. known around the town? Like, hey, we need a bass player. And then they'd be like, wait, I got someone. Call up Katie. And then they'd start dialing your number. And then halfway yeah. through, you'd be like, I know this isn't a real number. She gave me a fake number. <laughs> <laughs> and then they'd call and it'd be somebody else. Yeah. yeah. No, I think people knew me, but only if they were like over 60. Mm. Oh. I was popular with that crowd. As far as the local like band bands, n- no. So when no. did you become the famous bassist Katie? Uh, I guess it was like five years ago-ish. I was living here in Southern Oregon and... Bailey, my husband, started a band with one of his students, and they were looking for a bass player, and I was like, mm, I'll do it. So I started playing with that band. They're called The Music of Frank Ellis. That kind of got us into the music scene because it's tiny, and that's how we met the Shaky Harlots, which is the cool band that you saw. Yes. Um, and yeah, so they kind of made friends with them um, just because we sort of, you know, I loved their band. Like, they were my favorite band locally. Um, and they liked me, so it worked out when they, their bassist at the time was like blackout drunk every concert and like (laughs) just into some shady shit. And the bassist before that was like this kind of like fascist shit bag. Like, wow. I'm sure it's just a mixed bag Russian roulette style when you're going out and trying to find band members yeah (laughs) yeah yeah i don't even know how they know each other like my guess is drugs yay (laughs) (laughs) so anyway drugs brought Uh a lot of your band members together um (laughs) that might be me that might be unfair i just know that the truth hurts sometimes (laughs) yeah yeah i don't know i think they our last their last basis sort of disappeared and they liked me as a person and like Bailey as a person and a guitarist. So they invited us to join. That is exciting. And are you still yeah. doing that? No. You've decided <laughs> rock, rock star life is not for me. Yeah. I stopped. So Wednesday was my last official gig with the Shaky Harlots. Um, we played opening, we played on the side stage at Brit Music Festival, <gasps> which is like a very big deal in oh southern oh my god yes it is yeah and we opened well okay so we opened we weren't the openers but we played on the side stage before the psychedelic furs oh no and, way and x or the band called x okay yeah. i've never heard of the band called x <clears throat> which i don't know but i know who the psychedelic furs are yes yes and the psychedelic furs guitarist who's not an original member but he's very cool actually used to be the guitarist for Joanna Newsom. Uh, wow. He watched our whole set and he loved us and he talked to us after, including to me and he followed Bailey on social media. <gasps> oh my God. This is, you guys are, you guys are very famous. Nobody famous follows the one ounce poor. 
So not yet. Not yet. Well, not yet. Actually, I got somebody famous that follows me on my personal TikTok. So well, how does 15. that how does that help me right now? Thomas? I can, just I can, message him. I, I, I was going to say I can DM him. There we go. Yeah, DM him. There we go. She may want to be on. Well, I she gotta may say, be one of the. Uh... Cheers, though, to your retirement from <laughs> the band. Thank you. Actually, I was going to ask you, and feel free not to go into this question if you don't want to. But uh, my question was, how does it how does it feel being our age and being in a band? Because that's a that's a lot. That's a lot to to take on. I know. I mean, you got to see me bomb at comedy, and I did oh, that. It was great. Yeah, whatever. I love. I did that for a whole year, and it yeah. was. It, I didn't even have kids. I Ellie was pregnant with with Layla, but I didn't have kids or anything, and it was it was still very rough to go out and do it once a week and put the time in and like prep for it and everything like that. I can't imagine taking it on a grander scale of doing it in a band. I mean, what was that like for you? Yeah, it broke me. It broke me. I working 40 hours a week already. And then in two bands, oh. I added up at one point and I was work plus bands was adding up to like 60 to 80 to more hours a week of, you know, work. Mm-hmm. Like even though the band stuff is usually fun, it's still work and it's not relaxing. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like so tired and so anxious. I went to my doctor and I was like, I need new anxiety meds or like just up my dose. Just like help me. I'm dying. Well, because even if it's fun, it's still a ton of work. And you yeah. guys were traveling too, right? I mean, you guys were all yeah. up all over the Pacific Northwest, right? We did a little mini tour, which was really fun. And I had the week off from work for that. So that wasn't so bad. But but then we were doing these weekend shows in Eugene and in Portland and that's like a two and a half hour drive to Eugene. It's like a four and a half hour drive to Portland. Yeah. Um, for like no pay. And they were fun, but it was just like, I'd be tired for a week. I just, I'm too busy, which is what my doctor said. <laughs> he, was like, <laughs> he was like, yeah, this, he asked great questions. And she's like, yeah, this isn't really a medication problem. This is like, a, you know, a schedule problem. <laughs> This is an overworked problem. You need to <laughs> dial it back. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, I can't. I need money. So I'm going to have to dial back the band. But I'm going to miss it. Like, our last show was so much fun. This little, like, I don't know. I'm bad at telling ages of kids. But, like, maybe 15-year-old girl uh, wanted her picture with me. <gasps> what? Her mom, like, her and her mom came over. And her mom's like, can we get a picture with you? And oh, like, she's a bassist. Man. Oh, Oh, bless your heart. That probably was was a moment you should have framed or something. Did you give her an autograph too? No. That would have just set it apart. Was this pre-show or post-show? This was post-show. Oh, I was going to say if it was pre-show, you could have flicked a pick right at her or something cool. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It was so cool. During the show, I heard someone like yell, "Like I love the bassist." I'm pretty <gasps> sure I heard that. Whoa! You know what? Like, women love me. Like, don't they, let all you know, this rock... get to your head, okay? No. All right. No, I don't. I don't think I'm you very should, good. Though. And you're so fucking amazing. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. But whoop, like, whoop. okay, I'm not. It's fine. I'm fine. But I feel like in rock music, like it's just mostly men. 
And so it's like, whenever I play out, women and girls react so strongly to me being there and playing an instrument that it's always really special for that reason. So that's definitely been the most fun part about it. But, you know, I'm still in my other band, but we don't play as much and it's not. So would you say that that's more of your hobby band then? (laughs) Like you had your professional band and now you have your hobby band? Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. No, yeah. I'll be band mom for the shaky harlots. <laughs> Just pack all the Ziploc lunches and all right, you guys be safe. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of, well, I mean, we could target this to little girls. Nope. I immediately <laughs> regret saying that out loud. <laughs> Glad you said that, Drew, not me. That's on you, Bob. I, I meant like we could target this message. To mm-hmm. little girls, oh, this yeah, question sure. could be more of like a... We're definitely listening to one ounce pour. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, all the time. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely <laughs> digging this hole in. Um, <laughs> whew. Okay. Need so, a drip. Oh, that's weird. I just saw the FBI start listening. <laughs> <laughs> um, and with that party van, I'm out. <laughs> if you were yeah. to talk to any gender or any age and say, hey, person... This is how you should get into playing the bass in a band specifically and like representing yourself in the band. So not just like go buy a bass and practice and join a band, but like you talked about it meaning so much to you being a female on the stage and seeing the reactions. What would somebody that wants that, right? Wants to change the rock scene, wants to be influential to a group. What would you say for them to do to to get there yeah i guess i'd i just say to start doing it and like it's not comfortable to start because it's awkward and like i felt very very shy but find bandmates who you can trust and be comfortable being around and just play out because like that creates community it like you meet different people and bands that you like and people want to see you i don't just identify as a woman either. I also identify as non-binary. So it is cool too to not just be like a cis woman playing. Um, And also I will say that people make very weird assumptions. And so be ready for the assumptions because they come. So one thing I get is I had one person assume I was the singer of the band. I have a lot of people assume I'm the singer because women can't play instruments, obviously. And then, um, <laughs> and then another time, someone just assumed I was the singer of the Shaky Harlots because they knew Shaky Harlots had a female singer. And I was like, "No, there's more than one of us in the band." <laughs> and they're like, Wait, oh, there's God. two women in this band? Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> I had another person. I said, "You know, we have a female singer," and she's like, "Oh, so it's a girl band?" I'm like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> a girl so weird. band it's weird comments like i can't imagine being like what other people put up with but it's it's funny it I is kind of it is kind of fucked up that you could probably go on spotify right now and type in girl punk and like mm-hmm. a bunch of punk bands that have like one woman in them <laughs> will pop up like the distillers yeah. right I mean, it's it's one female singer and the rest are dudes or whatever, but... The Interrupters, same thing. It's like if you type in dude punk, it's just probably going to take you to a punk page or something, yeah. but 
Yeah. Like it's hard <clears> to get representation. A boy band is like in sync, but a girl band is just any band with that girls. Has went- yeah, yeah. That's that's pretty messed up. Now that you know, <laughs> kind of just put it on the table well, like that. <laughs> well, on that note, I actually have a question for you. Is there any female artists like or female groups that were influential to you, or you coming up, or now? Yeah, definitely. Um, it's funny because I actually grew up pretty sexist against women in rock and roll because <laughs> rock and roll was so male dominated that I was just like, women shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> What's that girl doing there? Janice Joplin, go back to the kitchen. What are you doing revolutionizing yeah. rock and roll? Oh my God. Some serious internalized sexism there. But no, I did love Fiona Apple growing up. She was okay. one of my favorite artists. Um, and then as I, a little later, I discovered the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs. Oh, yeah. I would, oh, man. You know, I think Talking Heads bassist is a woman, and I loved them. <clears throat> Who doesn't so love the Talking Heads, though? Like, can we take a I moment? I feel like we're about to discover something about Tom. <laughs> Do you love I the mean, Talking Heads? Old. Honestly, I've never listened to them. Oh, my God. They're pretty Jesus, old. Mary and Joseph. They're, you they're... didn't know who Bring Me the Horizon is, man. Okay, okay. I bet if I walked into a crowd, and if I said, <laughs> hey, crowd, sing me a Bring Me from the Horizon song. It's Bring Me the Horizon, and we're going to find this out. Everybody has... in the crowd would be like, what? And if I said, sing me a talking head song, people would be clamoring to either do Burning <laughs> Down the House or Psycho Killer, or Take Me to the River, or any number of their hits. Hold yeah. on here. You're, um, no, no, no. I, no, I don't no, want no. you to research your band okay, that only you so know talking, about. Talking Heads has almost 8 million monthly listeners. Okay. okay. Bring Me the Horizon, almost 12. And yet, I've never heard of this band. <laughs> I've never heard of them either, but they're signed to RCA Records. And Columbia Records. Okay, mm-hmm. you know what, Tom? Big deal. I'm very open to new music, so I will look them up and never tell you if I actually like them or not. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't like Mac Miller, know, man. I'm still getting over that one. I don't like Mac Miller. I'm sorry. And I'm not going to apologize for that, even though I just did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not going to apologize. <laughs> <laughs> there's just there's some people that I, I can't get into their music. Katie's not one of them. Mac DeMarco? Mac Miller. I do like Mac DeMarco. He's awesome. Oh. Yeah, I yeah. like his kind of psychedelic, weird, twingy rock. I don't know how you'd describe it. Stoner rock, I guess. Okay. Stoner indie. Chill Ooh. stoner indie. Ooh, chill mm-hmm. stoner indie. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So now that we're super off course, which is on mm-hmm. par for mm-hmm. this show. Yeah. If you listen, you'll find that out. Um, <laughs> this is a good time to say you're a Mac Miller fan, Katie. <laughs> I don't know who that is. That's really? good. That's okay. He's a kind of all right hip hop artist. I was going to say, you probably only listened to his early stuff, didn't you? I actually honestly haven't listened to a whole lot of any of his stuff. Anytime it comes on, I just skip it. You should give, it, give, his, old, give his newer stuff before he died a try. Before he died, like there's stuff after he died. <laughs> Actually, they keep, what they they do keep releasing because his family has like a oh, boatload no. of music and they keep posthumously releasing it. I feel like that that's just not what people would want. Like I feel like if they wanted to release it, they would have released it, kind of thing. What if one I'm of his? So, what if is, I get famous after I die, I'm stoked. Okay, yeah. let me ask you this, Katie: I'll if you dead, if but... you got famous, right, 
and you had all your all your music that you personally released out in the ether, and then you mm. died, and I had control of all <laughs> of your music, like the weird stuff you did, where you were just like hammering on your bass and screaming into a microphone for twenty minutes. Would you want me to release that? If I liked you, <laughs> would you if do? You liked, if you liked. <laughs> Oh God! You would have given me your real phone number if you liked me. Is that what you're saying? If it made you some money, I feel like I'm dead. Okay, no, that's fair. Wasn't hurting any other family members, you know, like. That's fair. I will say this though: his stuff he has released, or his family has released posthumously, is actually really good. You know what? Yeah. Again, I I will try and listen to an entire song of his and let you know. Yeah. Actually, I won't, even if I like it. So, <laughs> I feel like we just like dabbled on this whole, and I, I, I'm sorry for pressing on it, and you can be like, move on, but like this, this intrigues me, this like, you know, you have a stage, right? And you're up there, and you have the ability to project your identity on t- onto a whole crowd. What goes through your mind before you get up on stage? Because that sounds super nerve-wracking to me. <laughs> like, like, I'm about to show everybody who I want them to see, and I'm going to do that by using this platform. Yeah, what goes through your mind? I don't know. I I feel like I often dress more feminine than I do in my day-to-day life because, first of all, I feel like femme identities are like less represented in rock music, so I like generally wear dresses, but then I'll, you know, wear Converse or doc martens or something and but mostly i'm just trying not to fuck up <laughs> just <laughs> make that make that a point <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. here i go like, oh, don't God, fuck up <laughs> but yeah i don't know i don't i don't think about it that much as far as like a performer i just kind of try to jump around a little bit and not just be a not just be a cardboard cutout up there i don't know i don't Honestly, bassists get ignored, and I'm very happy with that. Like, people aren't paying a ton of attention to me, so you're not you're not up there just being Getty Lee, just making sure everybody's focused on you. Nope. All right. Nope. Fair enough. I'm trying to be like the least energetic person on stage. If you know other people are like huge energy, I'll like kind of jump around a little. But if other people are kind of just like hanging out, I'm not gonna be the weirdo bassist like. <laughs> Freaking out, playing my like quarter notes, like. Oh my god! But see, and I know that this is just because I know you and Bailey, right? But when uh-huh. I saw you guys play, I was like, "This is the most movement I've ever seen out of the out of you guys." Like you guys were like all crazy, and it's not that you guys don't move as humans in general, but yeah. it's that you guys are definitely moving we're around. Move. <laughs> You're known for for being moving people. <laughs> So, yes. but you were, you were taking it to that next level. And, uh, I, I gotta say, Katie, you were amazing. Everything. <laughs> since Bailey's not here to defend himself, I feel like we need to take a moment <laughs> to focus on the fact that and you live with him. So you can either tell me if I'm kind of on the money on this or not. Okay. Does he practice his guitar faces in the mirror? <laughs> Because he went through a whole field no. of expressions while he was, which was amazing, by the way. I felt like I was there with him, like he was making love to the guitar and I was just filming it or something. He was just making all these faces, like he was like, mm, yeah, 
yeah, like just going crazy. I was like, this is this is brilliant. He was emoting very well. So were you. He emotes a lot. But he was he was emoting a lot. So he much so that I had to look up the word emote so I could use it in a sentence to describe what Bailey does on stage. So he doesn't practice these em- emotes in the mirror. No. Oh, dang it. No. You could have no. just, you could have made my entire night by lying to me and saying like, yeah, every morning he wakes up, brushes <laughs> his teeth. Then he just pretends like he's playing guitar and then like looks at himself. <laughs> no. All right. No. Wow. He tries to be natural about it. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so not to, not to yank you out of, out of your musician's brain here, but, um, you're such an interesting person that I want to make sure that we kind of get all of the angles of Katie because there's a lot. I know I gotta, I gotta throw out the, uh, the traditional one ounce pork question. Cause it's, I think Tom and I's favorite question, which is when has that hobby ever gotten you in trouble? And you gotta be Ooh, detailed, detail. Give us a juicy story. Don't be like, Oh, I got my fingers hurt from playing the bass so much. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if my hobbies ever really got me in trouble. I'm very trouble avoidant. Okay. Nothing wrong with that. I was always, yeah, I was always a teacher's pet. It was very, I would have great shame getting in trouble. Oh, okay. You you were never like playing the bass and like kick somebody off the stage Sparta style or anything like that or... No. No juicy stories on being a bass player in a jazz quartet. No. <laughs> no Doc Martens to the face of somebody getting a little too close. <sighs> no, I. The only thing I can think of is I did used to forge like class skipping signatures. Ooh, um, okay. And why? To go, to go work on the yearbook. Oh my God, Katie. <laughs> wow. I thought you were going to go like, oh, because I wanted to go smoke weed behind the dumpster (laughs) (laughs) with my jazz quartet. Uh, No, you were skipping one class to go to another class? Yeah, well, it was also just a hangout. It was a nice hangout. The journalism class was sort of (sighs) social. (laughs) (laughs) So uneventful. I mean. But yeah, I actually got in trouble because like I skipped so much that and they never like addressed it. Until one day they were like, Katie has too many absences <laughs> and like called my mom. And like, this was the first she had heard about it. <laughs> and also they like let me skip um, a year of math, but I was like in danger of not graduating because like they let me like go <sighs> too far ahead. It was bizarre. <laughs> I don't even know. Where but, was yeah, this? I guess this- that's the only time I was just like, I was really into forging signatures. I would forge signatures for other people. Wow. Um, You'd have been a good person to know in high school then. Yeah. Cause I could just copy signatures. That's... I actually used to do it for my mom. Like all the time. Um, <laughs> Off the record. I've got a few uh, baseball cards. I'm going <laughs> to send up to you and I'm going to need you to just mark on those. If you can't. <laughs> Do a little bit of research because I need to send those off to the, you know, the uh, accreditation agency just to make sure it's, you know, legit. So just take a little bit of time on them. Because I have terrible handwriting. I couldn't forge. I can't even forge my own name. My signature looks different on everything. So 
That kudos on you. You would have been a, a great person to know in high school. I would have had you forge a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Oh, I would have no qualms. I Good. never questioned the like morality or getting in trouble. I was just like, it is fun to forge signatures. I feel like, and this is maybe not a good description of you, but I feel like if there was a bank heist, you would plan it all, get us the weapons, get us the getaway car, and then be like, don't ever talk to me again. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. I feel like, like you're just like you're you're so helpful, but at the same time, like no questions asked. Like don't don't involve me past what I just did. Good yeah, luck. That's fair. Yeah. So no good stories there. Again, gonna no. edit all that out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I didn't, it's not my fault. I didn't get in trouble. I could have gotten in trouble. Thank you for bunch. saying that and not being like yeah. it's not my fault. You're a bad host who can't ask correct questions. So yeah, <laughs> I, this is as far as my probing goes. By the way, so don't expect anything too deep for the rest of the show. <laughs> Going on to our next hobby, uh-huh. what do you want to talk? I I kind of want to veer you toward your amazing art skills. Okay. Can can sure. we go that way? Yeah. Totally. Okay. Great. And I'll I'll like edit in. My daughter asked me that question right about here. Hi, Lucas. How are you such a good drawer? Aw, just practice and my mom talking. Ooh. Talk to, us about, talk to us about your amazing art. I was lucky enough to have Katie send me over an entire Google Drive of all of her art. And <laughs> it was like 800 pictures. It was, I was like, amazing. Here you go. I spent way too much time just like scrolling. It's almost like a... A history lesson on your art too because it starts with like you taking weird pictures of your hands and then all of a sudden it blossoms into amazing art and yeah it was really cool to kind of walk go down that path where did you get started in this process of art in general kind of like before I can even remember because my mom was going to my mom was an artist when I was very little she went back to college and got a a bachelor in fine arts. So our house was very artistic. She had art all the time. She did summer art camps for neighborhood kids that I would go to. I was very into drawing. I drew like a thousand angels and animals. And then in middle school, I got like more serious about it and started being more realistic. And in high school, <laughs> it's funny because like my mom's a great artist and I was really good. Like, for my age, I could draw really, really well. I wanted the kind of praise that was like, oh my God, you're so amazing. Like, what a daughter I have. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, how did I, you know, how are you so talented and amazing? But I would show my mom like this drawing that was like probably pretty incredible. Like if most people produce this, they'd be like, holy shit. And my mom would be like, cool, baby. And like... <laughs> Go back to her just, just keeping you <laughs> humble, huh? Yeah, and I was just like, tell me what's wrong with it. <laughs> <laughs> so be like, well, the nose is a little off center. <laughs> like, ah! uh, would you would you classify this as what drove you in art was mommy issues? Oh yeah. Okay. Definitely. Good. Yeah, definitely mommy issues going on. <laughs> Well, thank you to your mom for yeah. constantly yeah. giving you the shoulder, making you just <laughs> constantly be better because your arts are great. I was going to say, uh, listening to that story, I don't feel so bad about pushing my kids in hockey. So, yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like, yeah, it's legit. Like, you know, if she's not genuinely impressed, like, don't fake it. 
she was just kind of like, cool, you've done this before. Like, whoop-de-doo. <laughs> ah, another drawing. All right. Uh, we're, we're out of fridge space. I don't know what you want me to do with this. Like, uh, sorry. I would, I would give them... I'd give them drawings for Christmas presents and then just like watch the drawings, just like get put in a drawer. Oh, <laughs> like, hold, hold on. Shit. I have a great, <laughs> I have a great Christmas present story. Um, so That's the one with Brandon. No, no, no. Oh. <laughs> I already told that. No, this is even, this is even better than that. Uh, I was in middle school and I think if you would have listened to our past shows, you know, I'm into ceramics a lot and uh, oh, I nice. made this, ceramic dragon whistle it was it was what? like yeah it was really cool i thought it was amazing it was the size of like a cool. nerf football and it had multiple keyholes on it so you could like you know send different tunes that. out and it, it, it was just this like cool looking dragon right our teacher fired them but in the kiln but because of uh the resources of the school we didn't have any glazes to put on the clay Okay, that's ridiculous. It, okay. Uh, yeah. The art department got very low funding. Apparently. <laughs> oh, at, a, no. at a Utah school. Yeah, I know. So instead, in, in her ingenuity, which kudos okay. to her, she brought in shoe polish. And you could oh use God. shoe polish on it. So I'm, <laughs> oh setting, I'm setting this up, okay? Because um, my dad's response is very spot on, <laughs> and I don't blame him at all. So anyway, this is a Nerf-sized brown object <laughs> and there is a coil of a dragon on this nerf sized brown object and i put it in a bag and i gave it to him and like i i wanted to play it cool you know i wanted him to like open the bag up pull it out and go like oh my god who made this wow is this also a whistle boop, 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 boop. How cool. My son made this? Wow. Instead, I didn't put any like notes or anything like from your son or anything like that. So I don't know what his mind, his mind went to, but he opened up the bag and he goes, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> and my brain was like... Oh God! He thinks this is this is trash. Like this is not a cool. He literally thought it was shit, like actual poop doo doo, in a bag, because. And again, I'm not blaming him because it is a brown object, the size of a Nerf football, and it is a coiled dragon on it made by a middle schooler, in yeah. a unmarked bag, in shoe polish, in an unmarked bag. And there's like a there's like a family joke in my you know like if you don't tell somebody what you want for your birthday the joke is like oh do you want poop on a stick <laughs> right that's a joke nobody ever falls okay. through with that obviously no one's gonna <laughs> shit on a stick for you but I, I'm sure that's what's racing through his mind like find someone he went through with the joke there's shit in a the bag he opened it up what is this fucking shit. I was devastated. Oh God, I'm just gonna scold dicks from now on. <laughs> so yeah, that could um, have been a, another career choice for you there. I, I feel you, Katie. I feel that whole like, uh, just love me. <laughs> the difference, the clear difference here is that mine actually looked like shit. Yours clearly, <laughs> dude. See, and I have kind of the reverse. Like I made, like I am not artistic. And I would bring home just these god-awful things from, like, art class. My parents would hang on to them for years. I'm like, you can throw it away. You, it will not hurt my feelings. That 
looks like <laughs> shit. And they're like, no, it looks great. I'm like, no, it really doesn't. I appreciate the love, but no, this looks like garbage. So I think, it's okay. Honestly, the underlining tone yeah. here is, you know, our parents were hard on us. We turned out great. Tom's parents mm-hmm. were very supportive and he still turned out like this. Oh, dude. Let me so, tell you. <laughs> clearly, yeah. you got to be very not supportive things. to your kids. There was certain things, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you got a Marine Corps captain for a dad. Oh. Yeah, that'll, that'll add to it. Yeah. <laughs> so, you, you had great. a Doing very great. unimpressed but, mother with your art. Yeah, although she was very impressed, to good, be fair to good. her. She thought I was amazing. She still thinks I'm amazing. She just, you know, was busy. So. <laughs> With her stories. I'm watching well, my she stories, was, she was Katie. Actually, she was actually making art constantly. She like That's cool. Yeah, so she was probably painting and is very she, busy. Is she, and I, I don't mean this in any way other than curiosity, is she an actual working artist? She has been. <clears throat> she's kind of done like a side job for a minute now, but most of since I was in high school, that was her primary income. That is, that's, that's like, that's really cool to even know somebody like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to be a working artist. It's hard to be a working anything in this day and age, but. We were very poor. So I was, (laughs) I was like, that's not for me. I found (laughs) out like you could either be very poor or if you became a successful artist, you had to like go to a bunch of parties and like rub shoulders. And I was like, no. I feel like I could do that part of art. I just couldn't do the art part. See. Like, I would be rubbing shoulders, be like, oh, have you heard about this new artist, Drew? Yeah. And then they'd, like, <laughs> go and see my art and be like, what is that fucking shit? See, when I was in film <laughs> school, there was guys who were like, I could not sell my scripts because I love my characters too much, because my art means too much to me. I'm like, fuck that shit, man. Anybody comes to me with $10,000, I'm going to be driving down the you know PCH with you know, fucking sell out blasting out my car and a smile on my face. Yeah, I think I would sell out. Oh, I yeah. would sell out yeah. pretty fast. Actually, Hard. speaking of selling out, if anyone wants, we have a Patreon. It's the one ounce pour, or it's patreon.com forward slash the one ounce pour. You could buy us out and we will just talk about uh, your product for an hour straight. Oh, happily. Yeah. Happily. It, it's it's one million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> You give me 50 bucks and I'll talk about how great a dildo is. I do not give a shit. We'll just be mutant Tom the whole time. <laughs> and this is great. Vibrate, <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. That'd be a good show, though. Tom's uh, Tom's dildo review. Yeah. All right. So anyway, Dildos back on track. It could be yeah. a hobby. You could have a whole thing about it. Tom? Yeah. You've mm-hmm. seen videos on people who that's their hobby. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's lots of videos out there. It's called OnlyFans. And uh, when I get in better shape, we'll go on. The, I'll tell you where my uh, OnlyFans no. is. And God, then I can no. pay for my kids' uh, college with my penis. The good news is, is I think you've been talking about that. Mm-hmm. And you're still not in good shape. So we're, we're three years now. So no, I think actually, we're safe. I think we're well, safe. Well, see, I was down to 215. We don't need to go into that. Katie. And then I broke my knee. <laughs> Back Tom, to your art, I, I'm please. just going to say that OnlyFans is for everyone. I, and you don't need to paint a thing. Just actually, there was a there. there was a guy just, that me and Drew worked with. He goes, no, hey, Tom. What? Yeah. No, I don't want to know this. Oh, yeah. No, it was somebody that we know, and I will talk about it off air. But, yeah, he was like, uh, he goes, yeah, you can make a shitload doing the daddy stuff. I'm like, no, um, no, I'm good. Yeah. All right. 
Anyway, uh, should I clap? And that's for. <laughs> hey, come on, man. You're going to be filming it because I need somebody behind the camera. <laughs> oh, my God. No. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> Katie, <laughs> what has been your proudest art compilation or like maybe a, a project that you've been working on or just finished or had finished in the past that you'd want to give us a little brag about? Oh, man. I don't know. Honestly, I wanted that to be my senior thesis in college. But I ended up being very embarrassed about my senior thesis. Um, so. Oh no! Not that. <laughs> well, you're you're. Are you still embarrassed by it? A little bit. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, what, I mean, like, I, can you tell us what it was? Yeah, it was. So there's this thing called vinyl cutter, which you might be familiar with. You f- you like feed in a um, shape in a computer, and a vinyl cutter cuts it out of a big piece of vinyl sticker. And you can use it to make like stuff you stick on a car or whatever. Um, and I is that kind of like a cricket then for the Utah audience? What I don't know what a cricket is. It sounds a lot like that. That's why I was wondering if that's it's a smaller version of that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like basically like um, it's like a printer, but instead of printing ink, it just like uses the razor blade to cut a shape. Oh, cool. Um, into a sticker, and so then. Then you peel it off. And I made like stencils um, of a bunch of designs that were my drawings, which were of people with and animals and their heads were swapped. And they were based on real photos by that I did not take. Then I stuck them up on the wall. And honestly, like at the time, senior in college, I was very depressed um, and going through a lot of family stuff. Family was all going to come to this. All of my real heartfelt art was basically like, this is my pain. And I did not want them to see it. So if my family had not gone, I feel like I would have made something cool. But because I had that, like, I don't want to hurt their feelings. I made this kind of like bubblegum, like boring art that my professors were not impressed with. I did not get honors. I showed up uh, not prepared for my thesis statement it was terrible i wonder how much art gets like nerfed because of that exact scenario i Mm. probably a lot it's scary like showing your honesty to people who don't know that about you you know like the art that i made before that was actually quite some of it i was really proud of so i think the one i was most proud of was i made this like 20 foot long um necklace made of like these huge ceramic beads oh that's cool about this big each and i painted them and waxed them and they made this huge necklace i did a plaster cast of bailey's chest and put the necklace kind of around it and then it sort of hung and went up onto this pedestal And it had, like, these weird big beads that were, like, cubes with little abstract sculptures on it. And then I also had these tiles that had my drawings and carvings. And it was kind of angsty, but mostly sort of abstract and weird. Oh, and some also casts of high-heeled shoes in ceramics. Nice. Um, Cool. So it was really, looking back, it was very much about gender and, like, feeling like, weighted down by like feminine expectations at the time i had no idea <laughs> at the time, I was just like, cool necklace 
You're just like, oh, this is yeah. this is what I'm going to make. And then you look back on it yeah. and you're like, did I know something that I didn't know then that I know now? So much. So much art is like that. It'll take years for me to be like, oh, that's what that was kind of about. Like, Well, and it's funny because, you know, people always say like, art's, art's from the soul. And you're like, well, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm sure it is. It's just more of like m- me making stuff. And then you look back on it and you're like, is it from the soul? <laughs> how, did, how did I figure that out? How did I make that creation without it being from some weird part of my subconscious, you know? Yeah. I think when it's like you're not trying to sell it, then it can be a lot more free to do that. Like, if I'm thinking about, like, what do people want to buy? Like, it gets boring. Or, like, what do I want people to... Like, what do I want my family to see? It's boring. But if it's just like, I'm just going to play around. <laughs> then it, then it's like something happens and I'm just like, what's this? And then five years, ten years later, I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh, uh-oh. <laughs> oh, that's, that's what that is. <laughs> that's a bunch of repression. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's where it burst out of the seam right there. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Now, when do you become aware of that? And do you put that in your art now? You know, obviously you're more grown up than you were in college. You've been able to find yourself a little bit more. You've been able to kind of go to some different places. What do you, what do you see coming out of it now that you're an adult and now that you're kind of honed your passion a little bit more? Um, Gonna be real. I have not done much art <gasps> since being two bum, bands. Bum, bum. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the last time you did art, did you feel more mature in in that art process? And you felt like now I get a I, I get to kind of like spread my wings a little bit more and make it more of me. Um. No. No. You still feel like you're <laughs> repressed in that box, huh? I think when I when I get back into it more, it'll feel better. Um, a lot of what was great about college was that I paid a flat fee and they gave me access to all of these materials. As an adult, I have to buy my own materials. That is the toughest yeah. part of any hobby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I am so frugal. I have not let myself really buy a lot. So, yeah, I think the last couple things I... The last ones I've been making have been more digital, where it's just on my phone. Those have been very fun, but I think they're more abstract and less expressive and angsty. They're just sort of like, this is beautiful sort of art. Yeah. Which is also cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, So if you were to tell somebody currently that wants to get into art, to get into art, how would you kind of handhold them through that process? Or what would you say would be the best first step? I might share what an art professor shared with me, which was this letter to Ava Hesse that somebody famous wrote. Can't remember his name. It's called, it's like, just do it. It's the original Nike thing, but (laughs) it was pre-Nike. It was just like, don't worry about saying anything. Don't worry about it being good. Just like play around, see what happens. And, like, art is not about, like, impressing anybody or doing anything for any reason. It's just about having fun and um, entertaining yourself. Just start doing it. Just start doing it. 
just start doing it and do it something that makes you happy because otherwise it's just like you can tell you know I had professors who would see my drawings and be like you didn't like doing this you liked doing this like they could actually see it's like if you're invested in what you're doing whatever it is even if it's dumb and you think it's like not as cool if you just like doing it it just shows through and it's much more good really Hmm. follow up on that if you were to go back in time and your angsty college self was about to do her senior project what would you tell your angsty college self oh i would say just stay with the clay really? i would say yeah i'd say like get over it go back to the ceramic studio <laughs> okay uh-huh. <laughs> like make <laughs> don't the be pe- lazy make the piece though that maybe made somebody uncomfortable or <laughs> yeah definitely i had such great ideas um but they were sad and about my family falling apart but people didn't need to know that like i didn't need to tell them Mm. but i think my family members probably wouldn't even be able to tell like they were just born out of that pain Mm. and like i i would definitely say like just do the sculptures do the do the clay just be weird and don't worry about what your family thinks. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Nice. Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay. So, has your hobby ever gotten you in trouble with art? <laughs> um, I mean, I did do some drawings that made my mom call me crying. <laughs> <laughs> what? what were these drawings of? Uh, they were of my dad. <laughs> she was like very sad so Aww. yeah okay she, she was just like what is this about <laughs> explain the meaning now yeah i'm just like i'd rather not <laughs> so yeah i mean it can be uncomfortable sharing on social media um no i don't think it's really gotten me in trouble mostly it gets people telling me they're jealous of me and they hate me Oh, well, that's oh, a that's nice. a good. No one's done go. that about our our show yet. No, so. not yet. No. We'll get there. Don't no. worry. We'll be as famous as you'll get haters. <laughs> yes, that's you know honestly, uh, if anyone's listening to this and just wants to hate on us for a minute, I would love that. That'd be really pleasant. <laughs> that's one oz poor podcast at gmail dot com to send your hate mail to. No, put it on our social media. <laughs> Put it in front of the world to see, huh? We just learned that <laughs> Katie flaunted her art in front of the whole world unabashed. So you got to flaunt your hate in front of everybody unabashed. Okay. Yeah. That's All the only right. way we're going to accept it. If you email it, we will then turn around and post it on our social media. And we'll say thank Shit. you. Yes. Yes. I can't wait <laughs> yeah. for haters. That's going to be so cool. That is cool. Unless I they cut too deep because no. that I can't, uh, oh, I won't be able to handle <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> if they're like, oh, Drew's kind of lispy, I'll be like, no, I'm not. I'm <laughs> Once they get personal, yeah. I won't be able to handle it. It's like Mulaney. Eighth graders, they go right after what really is most effective. <laughs> ah, that's the thing I'm most sensitive about. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's amazing live, by the way, if you have a chance to see him. Nice. He's phenomenal. Did you see him? I did. Yes. Was it the most recent one or was it? It was. Before? It was after he got out of rehab. And How was- it was phenomenal. It was basically, I mean, obviously there's tons of jokes in there, but it was more just him kind of opening up about his experience. And it was amazing. Yeah. I highly suggest going to see John Mulaney for sure. Nice. But that about wraps it up. Cool. Any other uh, 
questions you got for her, Tom? No, it's awesome talking to her. Yes, Katie, yeah. you were amazing. Yeah, you were. Oh, thank you. Superb you human being, and I'm super happy that we got you on the show. One yeah. to represent females because you mm-hmm. came right out and said it. We've only had one, so. <laughs> Maybe yeah. this will allow all my other female friends to actually want to want to join, not ditch last minute. So, <laughs> I want to uh, increase your viewer ratio too. Oh like, yeah, yeah. Okay, bit. so in case anybody, well, nobody knows. So I'm just gonna say it. Um, Bailey knows all the like secret backdoor ways of knowing who's viewing our show, <laughs> and we were able to see the demographic of our show, and. Uh, a lot of dudes. It's a full-on <laughs> sausage fest yeah. listening to the one-ounce pour. So, yeah, uh, yeah. I will uh, say I rarely listen to anything that doesn't have a woman on it. So. Oh, sexist! <laughs> wow. wow. Okay. You know, you well, reverse the sexism because before you're like, I don't listen to any rock music with women in it, <laughs> and now you're like, I don't listen to a single podcast unless there's a woman on it. I like just, uh, you know, it's nice to have them mentioned at least. It's good. Uh, you know what? Beginning of every show, we should just say. Fair enough. For the ladies. For the ladies. Yeah. <laughs> Don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> hey, you, and then we'll be like, Katie says that we should say for the ladies. This one's for the ladies. <laughs> this is for. Thank you, Katie. Hashtag Katie says for the ladies. That's going to be our new Instagram. Yeah. No. Hashtag oh, for the ladies. <laughs> yeah, look what weirder, you started. Weirder followers look what there. You started, Kitty. All right. Yeah. This. Yeah. Listener or women. <laughs> uh, listen for free. Yeah. And I listen don't for free. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand that. I don't like that. Get them in the door. I know, oh, but that's not for free. fair. I know. That's what I'm referring to. Uh, it's not fair. Uh, I can drink a lot. I want to be drinking for free. No, you're not. You're not pretty enough, Drew. Wow. Fuck. You know, like just... I said, the hating, I'm good with it until it cuts at a personal level. <laughs> and you just saying I'm not pretty enough to get free drinks, that was it. <laughs> That's like the lowest of the low. That's uh, what I'm most sensitive about. <laughs> I just can't, <laughs> can't get past I'm it. sorry. That's all right. Uh, it's not fair. It's I know. Fair. I feel like just abruptly ending the show right now so no one hears me it crying. Should... <laughs> It should be like pretty people drink for free. Like let's then be real about it. Then that's even more fucked up. What's Tom gonna do? <laughs> Can't tell you how many times I was drinking for free uh, when I was driving Uber, homie. Wow, wow, wow. You know what? Some Armenians that like me, I can tell you that much. Just have to go straight for the certain races, huh, Tom? Oh yeah. <laughs> Just don't know. <laughs> I feel like at this point we definitely need to end the show. Like we and probably should. <laughs> this has been the one ounce four. <laughs> Thank you.